The views and opinions expressed by the guests on the following program do not necessarily represent those of Mark Radio, The Shepherd, or its advertisers. Welcome to The Shepherd at Work, a weekly program to help you learn how to live your Christian faith in every place you work and live. Host Mark Goldstein introduces you to individuals who are successfully and effectively engaging in marketplace ministry and gives you the tools you need to do the same. The Shepherd at Work is sponsored by the Central Florida Christian Chamber, building kingdom, business, and community. Now, here's your host, Mark Goldstein. Welcome to The Shepherd at Work. Mark Goldstein, fresh from a Christmas cruise. Brand new year, Mike. How was your year? Oh my goodness! Well, it I uh, I've had better starts. Let me tell you, I was sick. I had the flu. I'm doing great now. You know, half the people on the ship were coughing and hacking. Oh, I think the other half are now. Yeah, it's it's been going around. It's yeah, but uh, I'm feeling a lot better. No COVID, just flu A. Right. I haven't (laughs) had that or anything like that in a decade. It's years, but. Yeah, it was not fun. You know, the I think the last four years uh, out of those four, three of them, we've been sick at Christmas time. Oh, my. So I we got to do something different next year. <laughs> I got to change my wish list here. Well, it's a new year, new thoughts, new ideas, fresh starts. And who better to have as the first guest of the year mm-hmm. on The Shepherd at Work than our dear friend Kyle Heck, from Green Flag Franchise. Go, Kyle. You try to say Kyle. that five times yeah, or no three thanks. times no. in a row. Hey, I'll Kyle, pass. how are you doing? I'm doing great here at the far, far end of the table. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> you know, Kyle, we're in a new year. Uh-huh. A lot of people have come out of 2023. Let's say they're business owners, and they're wondering how they can take the next step. They don't want to hire more employees. They don't want to add more inventory. They don't want to expand their location, but they want to grow their business. Absolutely. And so that's who we can help when uh, business owners reach the point where they have basically built out their own market, but they don't want to build a uh, a giant corporate structure to manage uh, their business in multiple cities. They can convert into a franchise. People hear that term, oh, I've got a business, I'm going to do a franchise that's going to cost me tons and tons of money. How do I do it? Walk us through a a primer, if you will, Mm -hmm. how somebody can kind of assess whether they should do it. And then how do you do it? Absolutely. So uh, that's one of the things that we look at at the beginning is this business franchisable or not. Um, Main things that we look at, first of all, is, is the business profitable? Because we want to make sure that we wouldn't want to sell a non-profitable business to somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, but that means that you've proven out the model. You've somehow figured out the secret sauce. But then also, does that business work when you step away for a little bit? When you put somebody else, in, a manager in charge, um, or is it more based on you being there every day and you knowing how to think uh, on your feet in the moment? Um, when it's something that you've been able to step away for a little bit and let uh, the business run itself, that means that you've got the systems in place to be successful. And that's what potential franchisees are looking for. Uh, they're looking for a business model that's proven successful and can be replicated in another market, in another city. And so what we help business owners do is convert uh 
from running a small business into managing a franchise, which is very different. So if you're, if you've got a successful restaurant, running a restaurant is a very different business than running a restaurant franchise, because rather than working with the kitchen and wait staff, you're working with a lot of restaurant owners. And so we help people to convert uh, their business model into being able to serve uh, franchisees in that way. And also, transition into helping to sell their business as a franchise model in the right places and to the right people, making sure that they find the people that are going to mesh well with their system, add what they want to add within uh, the franchise's community culture, and get them in front of people that are going to be interested in becoming entrepreneurs and business owners that want to get into specifically that space that is a, it's a very good match uh, for what their goals are and what their skill sets are. You mentioned a minute ago, you brought up the illustration of restaurant, but I know you said in the past that the majority of franchises are not food, mm-hmm. not food service. So give us an idea and let our audience know uh, what are some of the businesses or business genres, if you will, mm-hmm. that do make good franchises? Well, what we've seen expand tremendously, especially uh, in the last uh, several years past COVID, is anything to do with health and fitness. Um, some of the larger franchise uh, networks that are under the Exponential Fitness brand, um, they, there's lots of boutique fitness types of gyms, whereas an alternative to the big all-in-one LA Fitness, the Gold's Gyms, um, they focus on, let's do a premium yoga class. Let's do a premium Pilates or, or uh, boxing. And so those have been uh, quite successful. And then uh, really plenty of businesses to do with kids in education after parents saw what their kids' education was like, getting to watch over their shoulders on Zoom day to day. So there's a lot of supplemental education and also um the transition towards homeschooling for a lot of families. There's education franchises that provide support there. And then even uh, uh, franchises that are in the full-time education space. So a church that wants to get into having a private school as part of, um, as uh, part of their church on their campus to be used uh, using the building of facilities during the week, there are educational franchises that can help them do that as well. Well, that, that, that's cool. I hadn't really thought about that much, Mike. Yeah, we had a conversation, Kyle and I did, with a, a group out west, as mm-hmm. I recall. Yeah, Seashore Academy, yes. Yeah, that's right, mm-hmm. Seashore Academy. And they had that very thing. It was a kind of a transitional type of a hybrid school mm-hmm. where there were elements of both traditional classrooms but also the homeschool approach. Indeed. So they're very flexible and allow families that are wanting to do homeschooling, but uh, want to give a little bit more of an advantage for maybe subjects that parents aren't Mm -hmm. uh, competent or comfortable teaching um, to be able to provide that school environment from anywhere from one to five days per week. But then also they, they would provide a curriculum for the homeschooling aspect of it as well. I think there's a lot of people still to this day discovering that that was a pretty unexpected silver lining from COVID mm-hmm. that a lot of parents realized, yeah. you know, there's there's a lot to be said about homeschooling. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. What are, uh, great question, Mike. I was going to come back to this. How many businesses or how many franchises have been, been dissolved? <laughs> I can't even talk today. Yeah, that's it. How many have been developed 
as a result of COVID. Oh, goodness. Well, there was a tremendous um, boom in the creation of small businesses during the pandemic as uh, a lot of you know very, very educated, even high level uh, employees, uh, vice presidents and directors um, saw that their furloughs weren't going to come to an end. So they stepped away and they either uh, bought a franchise or they created a business of their own that's now in the stage of uh, they're looking to franchise it as well. So it, it's, you know, it's a, it is one of those silver linings, I guess, that you could say coming out of the, the 2020. So talk specifically again to the business owner. Give us uh, in a couple minutes some of the steps that a, bi- a current business owner would need to do to kind of franchise what they're doing. Absolutely. So uh, what we and uh, my partner uh, companies do is we're we're really the only service that will walk a small business owner every step of the way through when they're first looking at franchising their business all the way to growing nationwide. And then if uh, when they're ready to find uh, some equity partners who want to buy them out. And so they have an exit strategy. Um, so we do the initial evaluation, see if it's franchisable, and then we go and see if it's either franchisable today or we need to do something to get from here to there. So they may need to work a little bit on documenting the systems and processes. They may need to work a little bit on their uh, supply chains. Or uh, And we, we have a lot of other new franchises that we've worked at that, that have already solved those problems. So uh, we're, we're providing some of that benefit of working within a system okay. as you develop your system. And so once you've got your franchise set up, uh, we actually we have the Great American Franchise Expo, which is uh, going to be coming to uh, Orlando here in uh, this coming April. Okay, and that gets um, we we get about a thousand people show up to each one of those shows who are actively looking for businesses to invest in and start up on their own. And so we do those nationwide and uh, get uh, our new franchises into those shows, uh, really, so they can market themselves all over the country. Um, then we have uh, publications and other partners that are actively working with us. And then we have a network of consultants, 150 of us uh, about uh, nationwide with the franchise consulting company who actively work with uh, potential franchisees to match them with a franchise concept that we feel is a great fit for them based on the goals they have for their business, their skill set, and uh, their uh, their specific um, wants and needs for the business. Now, I have seen franchises that where there's a prospectus to where people can look at. Do you help create that for them? Uh, well, there's, uh, there's quite a variety of what franchises will provide as like their financial disclosures of what, uh, types of claims they'll make for earnings. Usually their representations based on either the performance of their corporate locations or, uh, or a portion of their franchisees, say if, uh, they've been open for three years or something. Um, obviously when you're becoming a franchise for the first time, you don't necessarily have those uh, numbers because you don't have any franchisees, but we do want to be able to show um, in the right kind of detail, the kinds of income and, you know, and expenses that you would see with this type of a business in a new market. We have about uh, 45 seconds. Mike, you had, you wanted to ask. Oh, no, I just was wondering, and this would be a short answer because it seemed like I heard you say a lot of times people will franchise their business in order to sell. Did I hear mm-hmm. that right? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, well, just just think of it logically. It is uh, somebody who's 
wanting to buy a business, uh, are, are they going to see more of a reliable return if it's one location, say that's, you know, maybe making a million dollars, but that owner's stepping away versus, say, a network of 10 franchises that are contributing a million dollars who are not stepping away. So it's a it's a much more mm, predictable get it. Um, yeah. income stream. So if somebody's looking to buy something, they're very interested in buying a franchise. And we are with Kyle Heck. You're listening to The Shepherd at Work, and we will be back in just a minute. If you're a Christian business person and you want to meet people who want to do business with you, you need to join the Central Florida Christian Chamber of Commerce. Why? Because the mission of the Christian Chamber is to build kingdom, business, and community. And it all starts with the Christian principle of building relationships. To learn more about the Christian Chamber and all the different ways you can get engaged with hundreds of other Central Florida Christian business people, visit cfchristianchamber.com or call 407-258-3578. Ladies, do you want the men in your lives to be better husbands, fathers, and providers? Men, do you want all that and more? Christ-Led Communities has the answer. With men's Bible studies and group experiences, Christ-Led Communities has a curriculum that meets most every man's spiritual needs. Visit clchq.org to learn about your opportunities to grow in Christ in a Christ-Led community. The website again is clchq.org or 407-484-3899. Once again, here's Mark Goldstein. And this is The Shepherd at Work. Mark Goldstein, Mike Gillen in the studio today with Kyle Heck from Green Flag Franchise. Franchising. Franchise. 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 Why the name? Green flag. Well, I wanted to have uh, a, one specific uh, portal for people to get in touch with me uh, personally. I am part of a larger network of consultants called the Franchise Consulting Company, FCC. Uh, so we're very actually a f- fairly large, uh, strong network of people in the franchising industry. But for my personal brand, I wanted people to understand uh, what do you do when you want to go into business? Well, when you go and you're in racing, you go and there's a green flag. So green flag franchise is where that came from. And it's a it's a personal affectation as me and my family. We've been going to the Indy 500 uh, every single year, save one, uh, since about 1996. <laughs> uh, so we're a big, big race fans and uh, it just, just enjoy the uh, at being able to add that into the marketing. That's better than the checkered flag, which means it's all over. Oh, yeah. Checkered flag means it's all over. <laughs> no, when, <laughs> what's worse is the black flag. That's black right. Flag. There you go. That's right. <laughs> So, That's right. and how would people get in touch with you? So the easiest way is just to go to greenflagfranchise.com. Uh, just click either I want to uh, turn my business into a franchise or I want to buy a franchise. And then uh, just a, a quick form and I'll be in touch very quickly. So let's jump into that. Buying a franchise. We're talking to pretty much a Christian audience. A lot of Christians would prefer to own their own business rather than work for somebody. Mm-hmm. But man, you start a business, statistically, Mike, I think uh, most businesses that start 80% are out of business within three years. I know it's a highway, especially mm-hmm. among restaurants. Yeah, absolutely. And it, it, getting a business started is is always challenging. And it is something about it. It's 85% plus don't see their fifth year for for a number of reasons. Wow. Um, but the, the really the number one reason, it's it's the, the Rumsfeld uh, logic of there's the, the known unknowns and the unknown unknowns. And it's those unknown unknowns that will sink a new business. So the advantage 
advantage of buying a franchise is you are working with people that have gone through that process. And if you're buying the right franchise, it's a company that is, you're essentially buying your way past the five-year hump because all of those lessons have already been learned. It's just up to you to go and execute. And you and your company obviously uh, interview, evaluate a prospective buyer to even determine whether or not they are a pro or they're fit. To buy mm-hmm. a franchise. Yeah, absolutely. And so the franchises we work with, they get to know what makes somebody successful within their system. They kind of give us a peek behind the curtain so that we know who to recognize as a good connection for them. So somebody that's going to be a good fit for their company, who's bringing the right skills, even sometimes the right certifications uh, to make uh, getting into it very easy. I understand that the reason you're with this company now is you approached them to buy a franchise and they said you weren't a good fit. <laughs> well, I, uh, I was I was a better fit to be a consultant right. in helping there other people right. to buy franchises. Yeah, they, I, I, uh, I have gotten into franchise ownership and, and sold one as uh, well for myself, but um, really what has always been in line with my passions is, is helping people do work better. So I, before I got into franchising, I was in industrial engineering with uh, Lockheed Martin here in Orlando. It's really similar kind of role. I was helping people to learn and understand how they do their work and find ways to do it better, more efficiently, and and safer as well. Hmm. And so by, by being able to step into a what I feel is a similar role in the entrepreneurial world is helping people to uh, find a business model where they're the right fit and helping business owners adjust their model to where they can make it the right fit for a lot more people. So what would be the steps that uh, somebody looking to perhaps buy a franchise, what would be some of the steps that they would take in this process? So it starts with uh, with a consultation, a uh, simple questionnaire first, and then we do uh, a consultation. Uh, it usually takes about an hour, but really get to know what it is that would make you happy and satisfied in owning a business, whether that's you're wanting something that's going to be running on the side while you're keeping your current job, or you want to step out right away, uh, or something where you get to pound the pavement and go meet and network tons of people and do sales. Uh, it, every uh, franchise has a different mix of those aspects of it. And so it, really the idea is to figure out what are the elements that make you an entrepreneur and and what kind of puzzle piece are you? And let's go find that puzzle where that's missing a piece just like you. Okay, then what would be next? And so that, yeah, so then we uh, we're basically uh, your coach through the process as we introduce you to the different franchise brands. They each have their own uh, process for getting people familiar with the brand, but it's typically pr- pretty similar. You get to know uh, what's the customer acquisition strategy. How does that marketing work? What are the unit economics? Uh, and you know what what kind of locations are they looking for to make sure that uh, this is going to be a good fit from that aspect. And then as we get into the process, um, when we start to narrow down what the options are looking like, if something seems like it's going to be a good fit, we schedule a discovery day. And that's where you go to the either the headquarters or one of their feature locations. And that's when you get a real hands-on feel for the business, see how it operates. Uh, so it could be something that maybe is, is operating in New Jersey and you want to open it up in Florida. So that's your first opportunity to be there in person, mm-hmm. meet the employees, meet the management, and uh, really get uh, a good feel for how well uh, what, what they're presenting the franchise is matches what their business is as well. And then you're going to speak with other franchisees that are within the system. And it's, we 
do validation calls basically and make sure that uh, what they've received from the franchise matches up or uh, maybe even exceeds what they were promised uh, when they bought the franchise. And then it gets them a little more in tune with that company's culture. So if they see themselves in a lot of the more, you know, high, uh, higher performing franchisees within the system, then that's a pretty good sign that it would be a good fit for you. I have a question about if they decide to go the legal route and become a franchise, but also register in the state, which they've got to do if they're going to be an owner. Are you seeing the S-Corp? Is that how what most people would set up, or did they become an LLC? It's a variety. So there are lots of LLCs, but um, there's a funding method that would um, lend people to be more of a traditional C-Corp if they're going to use a plan which we call the rollover as a business startup. And so that's a method where you can take your retirement funds that are in your retirement account and keep that as pre-tax dollars as part of your investment. Hmm. So just as it would be another mutual fund within your retirement account, it would just be investing in the startup of your franchise business, and it's still a and part it's, of, it's still safe. It's still, yes, it's still part of your 401k, basically. The key there is that it does have to be a C-corp for regulatory reasons. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, yeah, LLCs or S-corps uh, are typically the most common. And that was a great question, Mike, and to follow up, uh, people think franchises, tons of money, uh, and some are, mm-hmm. but how typically would somebody go about financing that or bringing money to the table? Yeah, so um, th- there are franchise financing companies that we work with that help to find the best mix, uh, but the ones that uh, people don't typically know that you can use your retirement accounts. I to did not know that. Into nope. the startup yeah. of a business. That's, and that's very, very common. I would say about half of the uh, people I work with that start franchises access those funds in, in some in some portion. Um, but then there's also the SBA loans. Uh, and then people very often uh, do uh, home equity loans. So this can access just some of that equity that's especially in the last few years built up as we've seen our home values skyrocket. Um, but then you, you can uh, also... So take out uh, loans against some of your investment accounts or just cash out some other investments. You know, that makes so much sense to go with an established franchise. Because, Mike, could you imagine dumping your 401k to start a company from scratch not knowing anything about it. I think There's it's a happened, lot of risk there. sadly, way too many times. That that does happen uh, fairly often as people will just take that ir- or even just an early disbursement from their mm-hmm. 401k and then they're getting the taxes and penalties right. hit because they're taking it out too early. When you take it out as a rollover business startup, uh, then it it's, it's like I said, it stays within your retirement accounts as still pre-tax funds that um, there's so there's no tax on the money as you invest it and there's no penalty for early withdrawal. Mm-hmm. It would just pay, I think, great uh, benefits to people to make sure they've got the due diligence sent in uh, to this process uh, because of the fact that you have a lot to lose if you are uh, tying up your retirement account with that. There's a lot to lose. Yeah, and to to take a risk with that without the the help of uh, partners that have already walked that path. Um, I mean, you better know what you're doing. Oh, I would think. <laughs> or have yeah. at least have essentially run a kind of business like that yourself first yeah. uh, before taking a risk on, on your nest egg. Wow. And I would think that's the benefit of going through a consultant like you rather than somebody just looking at some kind of perspective and jump in. Yeah. You can help knowing what they need, what their level of risk is. 
you can match that up to exactly. help mitigate any any of that. Yeah, and some people are are comfortable with newer franchises, or that they, they really want to get on the ground floor or something. Yeah. Uh, but then other people, they they really want the security of an established brand that's maybe been around for decades or in a couple of cases over a century. So we have about a minute to go. You we mentioned that restaurants are just a small percentage. Take a, a, a half a minute and give us the an idea of some unique franchises that you never think about. Oh, goodness. Well, the IV uh, nutrient franchises are really taking off. You uh-huh. see the drip bars coming up everywhere. Um, anything to do with pets has really taken off. We say we had 2020 was the pandemic puppy boom where everybody bought a dog. And since we've hit the portion of that wave where it's the end of life uh, care for pets and pet memorials and pet crematories services that now are franchising and and seeing record years wow uh, so that you know my, <laughs> you want to talk I, about weird ones i would be afraid getting into yeah. that iv thing uh, because i'd be afraid yeah. of getting stuck Ooh. to change <laughs> kyle we're about Boy, out of time give oh. us give us your contact again you, yes you Put a lot out there. Well, thank, thank you. you so much. Yes, anybody can get in touch with me by going to greenflagfranchise.com and we'll set up a consultation. I what? sure got the point from that last oh, one. Ka-ching. Kyle right, Heck, yeah. thank you for being with us and Happy New Year, everyone. Thanks a lot, guys. You've been listening to The Shepherd at Work. Tune in next week as Mark will introduce you to another marketplace leader who will show you how to live your Christian faith in every place you work and live. The Shepherd at Work, sponsored by the Central Florida Christian Chamber. Building kingdom, business, and community. The preceding was a Mark Radio production.